0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be joined by Connor Jessup to talk all about the Netflix series Lock and Key. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the trajectory that you've had in terms of, of your process going into each season, because obviously when you first got cast in the show, it was an entirely new character, you know, figuring out all of his backstory, the family relationships and yeah. dynamics, and then coming into this season and having had this extensive relationship and, and playing him for an amount of time, but also at such a pivotal age where there's so much growth in him as a character um you know what does that look like in terms of of the pre-production process for you in terms of character development because you're not building a character at this point but there still is that yeah. looking at where we left him last season looking at where he's going this season and kind of figuring out that space in between and where you want to take him on his trajectory
1: yeah there's there's a really fun kind of unique thing that happens in tv where you get to return to a character i mean you know when you do a film it's, you do your prep and you try and find as much as you can there. And then you, you have this one, five or six or seven week shot at it. And it all feels very new. And in a way, season one feels like that, you know, and it felt like finding your footing, finding not just the footing of the character and who he is, but what the show is and everyone around you is in the same boat. Everyone's trying to find their footing. And, 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 there's a freedom, a really wonderful feeling that happens going into later seasons where you feel like, okay, I know who this person is. I know where I am in relation to everyone else. I know what the show is because the show's come out. Like you just feel much more comfortable. And in season two and three on this, we shot it back to back. We, so we shot for a year straight and it I've never felt more relaxed on set or in, at work. I mean, I've, I've really, I really, I, I hadn't realized how tense I had been on so many other things that I had done. Um, so I felt like, by especially by like the end of season two, beginning of season three, even though the circumstances of Tyler's life change and he's going through new things and he's lost his memory. Like there's a lot of new stuff, but I felt pretty confident in who he was like on a, on a fundamental level. Um, and that allows you to just kind of relax and trust yourself a little bit more and you're not second guessing everything.
0: I love that. And, and also with what you were saying, where it's not even just about the character, it's all the other elements that come into it. And with that as well, you know, when you first came onto the show as well, there's so many world building elements of, okay, what are these keys? How do they work? What are the rules of it? Um, you know, how do we use them? How do we move with them? How do we engage with with all of the visual effects? Um, And so did you find that that season two, there was a real difference in terms of the types of questions or the types of conversations that you were having with with the creative team or with everyone around you? Because again, it's like not just the character, but the world that you know at that point. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, in season one, you're trying to locate that, you know, and you and the writers are trying to locate that too. And all the other actors are and the directors and, and there's only so mu- I mean, making some, making a movie or a TV show is such like a, it's almost like a physical process. There's only so much you can really describe in advance. Like, it's like, you can have a hundred meetings or phone calls or emails. And it's like, it's, you can't really get a sense of something until you're there. Um And I think also because we had a, a we had source material and the show was, rather different in tone than the source material. So I think there was also this feeling of like, what is this? Like what where what where are we supposed to be aiming at? Um so there was a lot more questions in season one about that, like about what the tone of things was supposed to be. Um how, especially when you're dealing with like this magical world, it's like how are these people interacting with it? Like is this, is this uh are we cause you ask yourself like oh, how would I, how would I process all this in real life you know but it's not real life it's a tv show so it's the question of like how how quickly do they get on board with it how shocked are they is all that stuff was season one so that was a lot of talking and then season two we had settled all that so it felt like you could just leave that behind and also i mean there's so much of the show is about this family and you go into season one and you don't know the people that you're working with and then in season two and three it's like they're they feel like family and you feel so close and there's there's actual connection and actual bonds that don't have to be protected. They don't have to be forced. They don't have to be like manufactured scene by scene. It's just there. Yeah. And that's really helpful.
0: And you were touching upon before part of the trajectory with with Tyler and, and losing his memory of magic. And yeah. he had become a character where I think for all of them you know so much of his identity had become tied up in magic and his connection to it and there were so many aspects in terms of his relationships you know which we really see through how does that affect his relationship with Kinsey his sister when all of a sudden there's this whole thing not being shared between the two of them and so for you how did that that reestablish certain elements of your character when something which was such a core part of his identity suddenly isn't part of what you're being able to play to and you have to find different spaces
1: yeah i think he starts season three on the back foot i mean he he's used to feeling like he's sort of in charge he's used to feeling like he's needs to especially since his dad died like he needs to sort of manage and protect his siblings and his mom to some extent um and he comes back into this world he doesn't remember anything, but he, he can tell that something's up. Like he can tell that there's something going on. He's outside, he's excluded from it. And he feels this like general sense of confusion. And I think, I mean, the way that was helpful for me to think about it was just like, it's not even about the magic. It's just like he's come back into a world that he used to be really familiar with. He used to feel at home and now he feels out of place and he feels like he's in the way and he feels like he doesn't understand his family anymore. Like that's a feeling that magic or not, I think a lot of people know what that feels like, you know? Um, And for Tyler who um, treasures or like puts a high price on like stability, (laughs) that that's really unsettling for him. Um, So that was fun. It It was fun to like change
0: and particularly because so much of the dynamic with him and kinsey um came into play because of that choice and because of that that sense of distance and unfamiliarity and i know yeah. something's going on and you're not telling me everything and and what does that do to the dynamic and so how did you and amelia approach figuring out the the elements of of how that relationship would become something completely different but then kind of being able to reestablish the the familiar again later in the season
1: yeah it's hard i mean it's hard for kinsey too because she they're going through so much and she so badly wants to tell Tyler and she so badly wants Tyler there with her and but feels like she has to respect the choice that he made, even though he doesn't remember making the choice. Um, but it's funny, Amelia and I always used to joke or we you know, so much of season one and two and even season three eventually, it's like Tyler and Kinsey shoulder to shoulder and we would every, there's the, I'd say the most common stage direction in in lock and key is Tyler and Kinsey share a look. Cause I feel every scene we're in is, it's this like knowing side eye. Um, And we lost that for a few episodes. You know, there was no knowing that that bond, that string had been cut. And that was really fun because I I felt like Amelia and I had kind of come to like rely on each other. And we were so used to almost finishing each other's sentences and being right next to each other. So to suddenly have this tension in the space, like you said, actually I think for us allowed us to like act together again in a weird way uh like look like with each other instead of just like in the same scene and that I mean I love Amelia so much and she's such a wonderful actor that I think it actually kind of re-sparked a little bit of the fun of working with each other that's how I felt I never talked to her about that
0: I mean I love hearing that and with with what you're saying about those silent looks as well do you also feel like someone can
1: do a supercut? I mean there's hundreds of
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> do you feel like as an extension of that, that that there just became it became a lot more natural to have a lot of non-verbal exchanges across characters you know with Jackson wow. and with Darby as well just with across the family dynamic because again there's that familiarity with characters and with the way that, that you'd all spent time together at that point
1: yeah exactly I mean I feel like you don't when you're with your family you don't think about the way you interact I mean that's you know, you spend so much time with your friends or with your colleagues, you, you worry about how you're saying things or how you're coming off or how you're sitting or how your hair looks or how, you know, it's like so much, you're so aware of how you're communicating. But with your family, I mean, not for everyone's family, but with a lot of people's family, you, that's the place where you can release that tension. And it's just, you don't, it operates on a, on a subconscious place. And we did get to that point where it was like, you know, we didn't think about it anymore. I mean, the scene was about whatever the scene was about and we were just in it together. And, you know, if Jackson was climbing on my shoulders or Amelia and I were looking at each other, it just, it wasn't, it felt normal. Um, and in season one, I think we spent a lot more time like considering that and planning it. And it, it was more artificial, um, which I guess is normal, but it, it definitely, I mean, it just, it also, I mean, the work aside, it's like, it just makes it more fun. It's like, it's just, it's just, it just makes it more pleasurable when you're there with people that you really love, and trust, and you know what they're doing and they know what you're doing. And, um, you know, Amelia and I, the only conversations we would have were like, is, are you going to cross your arms in this scene or am I going to cross my eyes? Like who, who gets, who gets to have their hands in their pockets in this one? It's, it gets pretty like base.
0: I love that. And, and through this character as well, you've gotten to play some really Interesting and, and different explorations of, of grief and loss and how that impacts your character because obviously the first season was so much about the grief and loss of the of his father, and that's continued to be something for him and as that relationship of loss evolves. But then also the, the added element of losing Jackie in season two. Yeah. And that's a that's a very different type of grief, but still very real. And so, what was that like this season in, in essentially carrying these? two very weighty griefs for him as a character, but both which influence him in different ways because he's moved much further along in the journey with one of them than he has the other at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny though how the, I mean, in a way that to even though he had done a lot of work in the two seasons before on his dad's death and he was in a much healthier and and, and kinder place, at the end it, you know through season 2 towards that but you know the, the I think losing jackie sort of like merged with it in a way you know all loss all loss essentially is the same and I think Tyler's big fear after like in the aftermath of his dad's death the way I thought of it was like he's someone who who loses the people that's, that are close to him you know he's someone who can't hold on to the things that he cares about and so much of his behavior in season one especially is trying to hold on to his siblings trying to hold on tighter to the things that are left and when Jackie goes it's like I think it just builds on this on that fear that he has and that's why he chooses to let go of the magic because he feels like it's too much like he can't it's too much to hold you know um so I think in a way even though there's such separate losses he needed very different relationships with them I think that kind of it plays into the same fear that he has
0: and also at the beginning of this season you know the the possibility of something romantic kind of causes him just emotionally to shut down a little bit because he's not ready to to kind of open himself up to that or even the idea that that could potentially lead to a loss of another type at some point down the road and then you yeah. kind of build this really beautiful arc where towards the end of the season it is something that he finds himself able to open himself up to in a yeah, different way and I think
1: that's I mean I think whether you've lost a uh whether someone has died or whether you've had heartbreak or whatever, any, whatever form of loss you've had, whether it's massive or small, I think you feel this urge. It's very natural to feel this urge to um, protect yourself from it, you know, and that you feel like any sort of attachment or care or love is just like laying the, the track for future loss and for future heartbreak. And it's, it's hard to, like it, it's 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 a lot to to accept that you have to feel it and you have to give yourself over to it even though, even if it will one day hurt, you know and it's Tyler is in place at the end of season two and the beginning of season three where he's not ready for that. I mean, he just he's had too much hurt and too much loss and he he needs to he needs to make his life smaller.
0: I mean, and with that as well, what were what were the changes that you felt like you needed to capture in him as a character, so that he is a character that by the end of the season feels like someone who is able to kind of push himself forward and and to move forward in that way again.
1: Yeah, I, th- I felt like I don't know. There was a few things. I I felt like he even just like the physical appearance he just. I felt like something happened between season two and season three where he, even though we shot them back to back where he like went from, in my mind from being like a teenager to being like a young man. And he, maybe he, he stands a bit taller and he he speaks a bit slower and he just, in my mind, he felt like, I don't know how else to say it, but like he went from wearing sneakers to like heavier boots, like literally. So that to me kind of captured the difference in how I thought about him in season three versus the earlier seasons
0: yeah you know and you're bringing up there obviously that that journey towards adulthood that he's been going on as a character this whole time and um, you know he really started to feel the, the fragility of that but it's also getting to play a character over three seasons in that particular age range where there's so much change in a person and so much yeah. growth that you can bring to them um, did you feel like with the added element of magic that there were certain aspects because of what he saw and what he experienced that there were certain things that allowed for growth or maturity in him that maybe without that wouldn't have happened
1: yeah I, I... It's, it's funny it's as it, it, maybe sounds weird to say but it's like when you're on a show that's about like magic keys and demons and stuff you kind of get over that pretty quickly like you stop you stop thinking about it in magical terms and you, you stop thinking about it like real life versus magic like it just all kind of seems the same so I don't I, I don't remember ever pausing and thinking specifically about the effect of the magic. I just felt like what Tyler has been through, you know? And that I could I could imagine other things happening in his life between the ages of 17 and 19 with that were completely unmagical, that would have a similar effect. I don't know. It's like, he just, he feels like the magic is just a stand-in for something. Like he starts off in season one so suspicious of it. And he's of the three siblings, he's by far the most wary, um, and unsure and unconvinced. And by the end, he and, you know, at the end of season two, he's at the extreme of that. And then in season three, by the end of it, he, he comes to a much more settled and, and clear eyed place, I think. Um, And that to me just feels like, I mean, in my experience of what growing up feels like a little bit.
0: Right, because you know, and spoiler just in case anyone hasn't seen the end of season three yet, but you know, he's he's essentially said goodbye to magic twice for two very different reasons. Yeah, and the one of- less
1: healthy and one more healthy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, one is like, I don't want to see it, like take yeah. this pain away from me. And the other one is a much more mature and responsible acknowledgement that well, these keys have brought a lot of joy and color and and change into our lives, they're also dangerous and they're 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 not really ours you know like they're not playthings. they're not uh, we don't need them you know and i think that's the that's the real moment of realization is that like we can be a family and we can change and we can grow and we can be together and be happy here in this place and in this house without them
0: and you've also had the chance on the show to to work on some really great stunt scenes throughout the show. Do you feel like you've really grown in terms of your adeptness as a performer in, in that regard and, and just kind of some of the stunt work that you feel like you've been able to do and even just the way that you have to do that, but always be thinking about character in that moment so strongly yeah. as well?
1: I think so. I mean, I, I don't, I can't really, I mean, I guess other people might have to answer that question, but I I, I mean I'm not I'm not like an athletic person and I'm not I'm graceless and I'm 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 a bit of a horror and so when I was younger I was really you know could barely t- walk straight um so I feel like since then I've I've definitely gotten better and more comfortable and I think I've all, a big part of it it comes into acting or like it, it it's not that different from the rest of acting which is just like I've gotten much better I think at being less embarrassed and that's really important because when you're doing a lot of this stuff, it's, you're you're flailing around with an imaginary whatever in front of a hundred people and you, you look like an idiot. I mean, you know, before, without music and sound effects and VFX and uncut, you look like a moron. And when I was 18, I cared a lot more about that. Um, so I think letting that go has made me better, even if I'm not like you know, I'm not like the rock. Like, I'm not like, I'm, I am you know, i can't roll down a staircase, I, but I, I think that I've gotten better. I was talking to someone the other day, we talking to one of our directors about, we did this sequence where I'm like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't have my memory back yet, but I'm like grappling with a chain that's like out of control. And that there was no chain. So it was like, it was just like an exercise in almost mime. like throw yourself across the room and imagine that this chain is whipping you around and smashing things and ducking. and and like, you know, it's like it's silly, but it's fun.
0: Yeah. And you know, one of the things with Tyler as well is that there have always been moments where he's he's struggled to find the words to express some of his inner emotions. And for you, how has that relationship that he has with himself internally evolved? Because you know, you're you're playing to those internal elements and you're kind of finding those moments between the dialogue where you feel like there's something bubbling beneath the surface. I, but yeah. what that looks like now is very different from what it did in season one.
1: I've always I don't know why. I mean I I don't mind talking in real life, but I I've always found myself like drawn to or identifying most with characters who struggle to express themselves in some way or another, who like feel a lot but don't necessarily have the tools to get it out, <laughs> which I think is a very male thing, you know, and a very like especially like a young man thing. This like and maybe that's changing, but having like this deep well of feeling, but not the right words to me is really interesting. Um, And I don't know. It just, it's, I don't, I feel like it helps me in some way to try and get into that place. And Tyler in season one, I think it came from a much more tortured gloomy place. And in season three, or at least by the end of it, I hope it comes from a more considered and adult, plays yeah i i i mean he's definitely less of a mopey teenager at the end of the show than he was at the, at the beginning of it um yeah and i don't know i mean like i i've never played a character who's like super chatty and and uh and a word vomiter i mean just doesn't seem to fit the, my mold or. Anything.
0: i've also heard you talk a little bit about how performance-wise, some of the scenes that you tend to find a bit more challenging are the ones where your character isn't kind of like fighting or pushing against something. and
1: Yeah, which um, I think is probably a weakness as an actor. I mean, I think yeah. I find by far the hardest scenes in anything are this like everyday scenes, like the breakfast scene where you're just making small talk or the, you know, it's like, cause it's, it's anyone, any, I think most actors will tell you that when you have a very clear and easily defined intentions. <laughs> it's just and and a ob- very obvious obstacle it's just as easier i mean it's just in- inherently easier and when you when it's much more subtle um and it has to fit into the, the, kind of the rhythms of everyday conversation that's when it's trickier for me um that's when I have to do more thinking it's less it's less intuitive which is weird because in life that's the stuff that's more intuitive so yeah it's, it's strange like nothing yeah, is harder for me than i we had a scene I forget what season it's in Season two or three, I forget. They're all blending together because it's, we shot, because you today. filmed it all together. <laughs> and there's a scene where, like, I'm brushing my teeth or something, and something so simple like that that I do twice a day. Suddenly I was like, how do I brush it? Like, I can't, I don't know. When do I spit? Like, it's just, it's just like ordinary things are the hardest. I don't know.
0: No, I think that that's so interesting and um you know kind of like in conclusion to to having played this character for three seasons and stepping away from playing him what are the ways in which you feel like playing Tyler on the show for three seasons has really allowed you to grow as an actor and to feel more comfortable with certain challenges that come with performing
1: I definitely think sort of like what I I think what I said earlier that I'm not the calmest actor like I I'm a pretty anxious person and Especially when I start a role, it's like I just—I really am. There's a lot of tightness, you know. And I, I, when I was younger, it used to be so extreme sometimes that I could barely, like, speak, you know. And like sometimes in the first take of things, it would just like the words would get caught in my throat. And doing this show and playing this character for as long as I did really helped me to relax. To you take the job seriously and you focus and you, you 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 do what you can but it doesn't help to be like you know it's like to try and work from a place like a foundation of relaxation and calm was something that was always lost to me before this and i think not always but i think in pockets especially toward the end of lock and key i found that more and i, I really really hope that what, what i'm whatever i'm doing next i can I can bring that because that was, I think that's a hard one thing. and I really need it. Um, so yeah, that was, it. that was, that was a big thing.
0: I really, really appreciate you sharing all of these details and congratulations on a really fantastic season of the show. And thank you thank so you. much. I Anna. appreciate
1: it. Thank you for your time.